Hi, everybody, and welcome back to episode seven of In the Paint. Um, I am joined as I am every time we record with my buddy, my hooping pal, my co-host, Joe. Joe, what's going on, man? It's been a while. Dude, we got some basketball games. Oh, my. We have everybody kind of strap in and buckle up because we have probably an hour or so worth of stuff to talk about. We, uh, we've been off just because being busy and just stuff coming up. About a week or so we've been off, but um, we are back with episode seven, and hopefully we'll kind of be on on track to do this weekly and, and really now that stuff has ramped up and is honestly the seeding game's close to being done. Um, now that we're going to get into actual playoff basketball, we're going to try to come and bring you information um, and bring you an, an episode each week just to kind of keep you up to date with what's going on. But um, just quickly to to recap episode six, um, again, that was you know almost a week or so ago. Um, we talked about, we just kind of gave an update as to, this was before the seeding games had happened, so we really kind of gave an update as to where we were in terms of uh, all the COVID testing, that we had zero positive tests, and we still have zero positive tests, which again is still honestly remarkable. This and the NHL have done the same thing where you've got your, the NHL has a double bubble, but uh, here you've got the single bubble and no positive tests, which just still remarkable, right? The bubble works, man. I mean, that's how you have to do it right now in a in a COVID world. Yeah, and so it just shows more proof that the N- the NBA and honestly NHL were just so far forward thinking with their thought process that they've been killing it. So we talked about that. We talked about scrimmages, what we thought about what they were doing um, in terms of the presentation, the audio, the video, and just how we thought the actual game quality was, and it was good. Um, then we just kind of went through some production stuff, protocol, new new changes, calendar changes, some housekeeping things. We talked about uh, team news, such as the Timberwolves. They were you know looking to kind of sell their team. Um, no information on that as of late. Uh, we talked about our picks for our NBA awards and that they were going to actually use the evidence and the stats up until the you know the restart um, as their kind of basis for what they were giving the awards for, which we we agreed kind of made sense just because there really are two seasons, um, right. you know, a regular season and then the extended season. And then we just kind of did what we normally do. We talk about a few player news, some signings, uh, players opting in or out because of injury or for you know COVID reasons. And then we talked about the opening night matchups of what we thought you know was going to happen for that. And honestly, you know, kind of jumping into episode seven, um, the NBA has not disappointed in the slightest. Um, I mean, I think we both agree. We've kind of chatted off off mic, but um, this has gone swimmingly and probably exceeded our expectations in terms of what we thought we were going to see. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. It is amazing. Um, the quality of play has been excellent, aside from maybe the Washington Wizards. Well, not maybe, but <laughs> definitely. What? What? <laughs> Why'd they even come? Um, I think because they were the same. I mean, honestly, it was like numbers game, right? If you're gonna invite the Suns, who are six games back at the time, you feel like you had to invite the Wizards. But we yeah. knew the Suns had a much brighter future. Not to be like use the pun, but like had a much brighter future than the Wizards as they are currently constructed right now. Without Beal and Wall, they just didn't stand a chance. No, they didn't. And we talked a little bit, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Suns, but you know, we've always thought that they should be better on paper. 100%. And now they're starting to show that. They really are. kind of cool. Um, so, that, yeah, that was the biggest thing was, I think we, we both are in, in alignment there. Um, the quality of play and just how, I think Bill Simmons said it best on his podcast, and I'm not saying that these other eight teams that aren't there didn't play hard and didn't whatever, but we have... No shitty teams. No. Other than really the Wizards. And the Nets, if they had people show up, they'd be better. But, like, you really have... But even then, they've been competing, I was going to say, the Nets have won four of their six games. Which, honestly, is is mind-blowing because of who they brought. It's like a bunch of scrubs, I mean, to be honest, in terms of NBA standards. But 
Bill Simmons said it. You don't have any shitty teams. You have 20 to 22 really, really good teams. And 18 of those 20 or even 20 of those 22 actually have a chance to make some noise in terms of seeding and whatnot. And five of them, uh, four, four of them are competing to make that nine spot. Or maybe even now, as we will talk about the standings, switch to the eight spot. Right. Um, so it's just good basketball because there's so much at stake and so many good teams playing every night. You don't get the the Clevelands or the Chicago's or the Pistons or whoever that you're playing and it's a guaranteed win for these elite teams. Not to throw the Cavs and our favorite teams under the bus, but like that is what it is. No, it is. You're right. I mean, right now those other eight teams, uh, you know, couldn't compete. And we're even seeing a little bit on the bottom. I mean, the Kings have been atrocious. The Wizards have been atrocious. Pelicans surprisingly have been atrocious. Yeah. But, we'll, uh, we'll get into that too, but yeah. Yeah. So, so that alluding to that, like, let's kind of just give a real quick, you know, as we are sitting here on August 11th, a Tuesday with only some p- teams having three games left, some teams having two seeding games left. Let's kind of give a uh, standings update, uh, starting with the Western Conference. Joe, where are we at in terms of the standings for the West? Lakers wrapped up the number one seed three games into this thing, and uh, they've been really coasting ever since. We'll yeah. get into that. Um, Clippers and Denver Nuggets, they're kind of in a little bit of a battle. Um, you know, for that second spot, which I think could be extremely important. Actually. And they play each other the last seeding game too. Right. So if, if there's a chance that like, you know, maybe the Clippers lose one of their next games and the Nuggets win, that final game will decide the second seed. You're right. So that's pretty cool. Correct. And then uh, you got the Rockets and Thunder um, and then rounding out the bottom, Jazz, Mavericks. And then that 8-9 spot, man, what a turn that is. Yeah, we'll chat about it in a little bit. Um, but as it's as it sits right now, Memphis is in that eight spot, but we both I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think we both agree that that will probably change at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and honestly, the Grizzlies are now at risk of not even making the play play in game. It, um, and it looks like that's probably going to happen. It's just very as, possible. So that and you know, we we had alluded to it um, when we were starting the pod uh, podcast, but we felt that like the whole play in thing when you set it at four games, like, that was kind of a sham. Like, it was a weird arbitrary number that, like, we didn't agree with. Correct. Um, but we're finding now that every team, minus the Pelicans and Kings, every other team is actually within one game. So we, so our theory was, well, if you're in one, then that makes more sense. Well, every team that has a chance is now within one game. That's right. So we were right. I mean, four games was our, was already kind of too big right. um, in our opinion. So we knew that you were going to get down to, like, pins and needles and probably splitting hairs at this point. So I think... Um, we're going to get some really cool and impactful matchups the next few days, depending on that 8-9, you know, to de- decide that 8-9 seed. It'll be fun. And then, um, so let's round out the Eastern Conference standings then. Um, so the the Bucks, obviously, uh, number one. Um, we will talk about them uh, going forward. I may have changed my opinion. Um, no reason because of you, Joe. <laughs> Just from watching them play. Um, I haven't, I don't know if I've switched yet, but I'm, I'm kind of on the fence there. I'm just... I'm just seeing some things that aren't promising. They're um, struggling, man. They really are. And it's honestly defensively, which was the one thing that I was not worried about them for. But now right. I'm starting to worry a little bit. But um, we'll get into that. So Milwaukee Bucks have locked up the have locked up the one. Um, Raptors two, Celtics three, Miami Heat, who, you know, we kind of knew were gonna be a, a hard nosed, tough team to beat, but they've really just kind of showed up and I know they're three and three in the bubble, but um, no Jimmy Butler for no a while. No Jimmy Butler, and we'll we'll talk about that. I've got some I've got some insight as to what was going on there. But um, so the Heat Pacers 
76ers, Nets, and Magic round out the bottom four there. Um, Wizards are actually eliminated from playoff contention, so the bottom two seeds, the seven and eight, have actually already been locked in. Um, they have their matchups. It'll be Bucks, Magic, and then Raptors, Nets already set for the playoffs. Um, and we'll talk about matchups potentially going forward. But yeah, that's locked in. There's no changing there. There's no playing game, no need. Wizards are trash. Um, so no, it's just no surprises either. None, really. Honestly, we thought maybe some seeding would change, but nothing really did. And so that kind of stayed the same. Um, so we'll, that's the, that's the standings update for, uh, the Eastern and Western conference. Um, we're going to kind of go through each conference and break them down, um, individually because so much has gone on. We have so many storylines and just kind of themes to hit. Um, so we'll start off with the Western conference, Joe, kind of what are some, what's the first topic you want to talk about in terms of the Western conference? The first thing I was talking about is, um, what's going on with the Lakers, man? I mean, they, they came out of the bubble pretty strong. I mean, two and one. That second game probably should have lost. Um, they lock out the number one seed in three, and then they just start. I don't know how else to explain it, but doing stuff. Yeah. You know, um, maybe they're just trying to find out what they have. I mean, Quinn Cook, Jared Dudley playing huge minutes, huge. Yes. Like twenty-five. Like monumental minutes. Yes. Yeah, twenty-five, thirty minutes a game from Duds. I mean, you know, I and, and don't get me wrong, I. I love Jerry Dudley. Yes. Like, he, he was an amazing player. Yes. But I don't know what he gives you on a nightly basis anymore. Like, Yeah, I don't know. So if you had to, you know, I mean, I know there may be a couple things to pinpoint, but if you had to actually, like, well, one, I guess I'll ask a, a, a first question. Are you actually worried about the Lakers? Yes and no. Okay. So, so, but there is a little hesitancy, right? Like there is. You, you didn't, like, normally you and I, with a LeBron team yeah. in the regular season, we're like, oh, no, we're not worried. Like... We've seen this, but this seems different. They have to hit open shots, yes. and I don't know that they can. And Jr. hasn't played at all the last two games. No, he's almost unplayable, unfortunately. Like we kind of talked about him being this like big, big, in, not big contributor, but an impact guy that could win you. He's unplayable right now. He can't yeah. hit shots, and he, he's a sieve on defense. Which he right. was never elite, but he he guarded Curry and Thompson a lot of times. And and yeah, a few years ago, he did a good his, job. He worked his ass off. Yeah. So so the fact that he's not playing, and you not wasted a roster spot, but you used a roster spot on him after Avery Bradley and Rondo, like that's a bummer. Right. So, but but okay. So back to my so his first question. So you're yes and no, not worried. But two. If you had to pinpoint your worries, one, open, you know, just not hitting shots. And yeah. two, what's maybe what's another thing you're worried about with the Lakers if it's not just open shots? What, without Avery Bradley mm-hmm. and without Rondo, playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Say. we yeah. got to qualify okay. that. Right. Um, that second unit, especially since we saw Kuz move into the starting lineup. Which, which we'll talk about. He yeah. has to do, but Correct. we'll talk about that. Yeah. That second unit, I mean, Waiters has to carry him. And and as scary as that sounds, I'm trusting Dion Waiters to carry a a, a second unit. And Correct. he did really. And, and full disclosure, he played phenomenal last night. Um, watched a lot of the game. I know his plus minus may not show. He he struggles on defense and he fouls a lot. But like we right. kn- we knew that. I think a lot of things to remember. And and not that we don't do this, but a lot of times people watching the games may not remember. Sometimes you sign guys to fill a certain role. His role was shot making. That yeah, there was absolutely. no other. His his role was not to guard and guard well to pick up guys at full court. That's not his role. It was to score when LeBron and AD are resting, which he did last night. I think he had like fourteen points, maybe. And yeah. and if that's the case, then like you have to hang. You have to be okay with that. Like you have to be happy with that. Right. Um. The problem is, 
I don't know if necessarily scoring is obviously a problem. If you can't get it, that's a problem to win a game. But I'm more worried about, and, and we've alluded to this and talked about this before, but I'm more worried about the perimeter defense. They can't, they can't guard anybody. No, they can't. And um, you and I had talked off mic a little bit about this, about missing Avery Bagley. And yes. I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. And one of the reasons I didn't think about that is um, is Danny Green. But Danny Green is not Danny Green anymore. I, not at all. He's almost unplayable. I'm Correct. sorry. Like, Correct. You're, you're starting to now find out. And I think Doug Gottlieb, who I'm not a fan of, can't stand any of his takes. However, he said the bubble is starting to show the demise of teams faster than we thought. Absolutely. And that is true. Like, we're starting to find out all the flaws that may have been covered up by LeBron and AD in the regular season, and Avery Bradley and Rondo, we're right. starting to find those a lot quicker because they're not there. Yeah. And one of the things is Avery Bradley was a phenomenal perimeter defender, guarded guys up and down the court, point guards mostly, from, from full court on. And Danny Green was seen as like this veteran who could always guard somebody and always hit a shot. Hasn't hit a shot since I've watched a game and has let every single person go by him. The yeah, second he, he steps he, out. He, he's lost it, man. I mean, and I don't know if he's, you know, going to find it. Because a lot of times, you know, when they get into their mid-30s, you can have a great game every once in a while. Yeah. You know, it's just consistently on a night-to-night basis. Danny Green's not there. No. Um, Caruso, doing a great job defensively, I really feel like. He does not get the respect from officials, though, that Avery Badley does. There have been so many calls that have gone against Caruso where there is nothing else that he could have done. His defense was absolutely mind-blowingly perfect. Yep. And they would call foul on him. It's the clout, right? He doesn't have the he doesn't have the the defensive repu- reputation that Avery Bradley does. Right. So Avery Bradley or will, Patrick Beverly or is Bev. another one who Oh my gosh, it. Bev gets the gets the benefit of the doubt a lot with hand grabbing and just in your face defense because Correct. that's his reputation. Same thing like you mentioned, Avery Bradley can get right up in your grill, grab you, kind of tug at you, push yeah. you a little, no foul. Crusoe does it once. It, he's two fouls in, and he's played phenomenal defense both exactly. times. And it's frustrating for him, I'm sure. Yeah. Which is leaking it's frustrating in, to watch. It's frustrating to watch, and it's leaking into his offensive game, too. He's doing well. Don't get me wrong. I think he's better than Rondo. I will stand by that. I think he's the better option. However... Um, he is clearly getting frustrated and a little and a little like agitated, and it's kind of leaking offensively. And I don't know if he's pressing or if he's just like try, feels the pressure to kind of be this guy. But I want him to just like relax, know that in the playoffs, physical defense actually is more allowed, so he'll be all right in the playoffs. And just let the game come to you, man. Like right. you have LeBron, the greatest example of letting the game come to you. Take his lead, and if it means give the ball to him, give the ball to him. Like your role is don't turn the ball over. That's it. I mean, honestly, yeah. at the end of the day. And then, so, and then I think Kuzma. I mean, he has to start. Yes, there's no question. And I think that he has to, which he is. You and I both agree. He has to be your third best player. Yes, it, it's funny. Like not even the, you mentioned it. He is the third best player. Yes, there, there's no way around it. But he has to be that third best player, and most nights he's not because because he's been getting twenty minutes a night. Yes, he's a thirty plus minute a guy. Yeah, per you night have guy. To, yeah. And, so last and he night, goes, yeah, he goes in with a flow, right? Yeah. And uh, and if you play him, you know those twenty minutes with those backups. I mean, it's just it's gonna be bad. And I think we saw. I mean, I know it was. I know it was the Nuggets who who at the last like five or so minutes had rested Jokic and Murray. Actually, it might have been even the last quarter. D- don't look at the score because the Lakers aren't worried about winning these games right now. They're no. worried about can we find any sort of cohesiveness and lineup that we feel comfortable with. And I believe the starting lineup that they put out last night. That's the one they roll with. 
the the um, Kuz, LeBron, AD, JaVale, and then um, I'm drawing a blank um, on who the point guard was. It might have been Caruso, but w- whatever that starting whatever that starting five is, um, that's the one because that was the most productive I've seen them be um, starting five wise and defensively. Oh, Danny, aside, sorry, it was Danny Green. Danny Green. Danny Green. Defensively, aside from, like you said, the perimeter defense, because Danny Green can't do anything right yes. now. Yes. I mean, that. think of a lineup with Kuzma, oh. AD, LeBron, and McGee or Howard. Like, no how, one's how getting get inside. Yeah. No one's yeah. getting inside. Correct. And if you can close out on shooters, then you should be okay. The the, the only... And I, I, I... Sorry, back to the, like, the, the what's wrong with them. We know what's wrong with them. And, and when I ask you the question, am I worried... Or are you worried? You said yes and no. I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat. I actually lean more towards I'm not worried. But the thing that actually gives me the most pause is I, not that rim protection doesn't matter, but when you play teams that shoot the lights out of the ball, rim protection really doesn't matter. No. Unless you have guys who will just, like you said, close out well, get out to shooters, and force right. everything inside, which the Lakers just don't have right now. No. They actually are – they're actually – coming out okay but they're not coming out well enough and guys are still just shooting over them and it doesn't matter so i'm not worried but i agree with you your sentiment is because the length is as long as you just play a little bit of perimeter defense no one's gonna score over a hundred and so points on you because they can't get inside you just keep the game close yes i mean and at the end you have the two best players on the court which has been their mentality all year like they've been in a lot of close games and like last night you know that you never really felt even when it was like they were down five or down three, you never felt like they were going to lose because they've been in that spot so often. That's how they built their team. Right. We're not we're not always going to beat you by 40. We're probably never going to do that because we can't hit shots like that. But we can defend the heck out of the rim and the ball in the paint, and we can make shots, and we have, the two, like you said, two of the best five players in the game. So that's it. Right. Um, but what we saw last night, if that's the formula, then that's, that's what they've got to do because work. it'll yeah. work. Right. Now moving on to the Clippers. Yeah. What do you um, What do you think? What 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 have you seen? Man, um, I I don't have a pulse. I really don't. I, it's so hard, right? I I want to believe, and and again, I think it, I think we've over the years we've gotten accustomed to like flipping the switch because LeBron can do it so well. I don't believe that everybody can do that. Like that's not just a thing that everybody can do. Dame Lillard is somebody who he's his switch is always on, right? Like yeah. he doesn't flip a switch. His is always on. Some guys can't just flip a switch. I I love I love Paul George. I hate that he's on the Clippers, but I love Paul. I hate what he's been doing to Damian Lillard. Yeah, he's just a talker. Like, that's what he does. But <laughs> that that was funny. That was really funny. But for the most part, Paul George isn't a flip the switch guy. We've seen it. He can't show up in the playoffs by just flipping a switch. Kawhi Leonard is a guy who can't flip the switch because he doesn't, or sorry, can flip the switch because he only plays one every three games during the regular season. Yeah. So he's fresh. Not every, but not every team can just flip a switch. And so this whole notion that the Clippers are just going to magically walk into the playoffs and be the best team in the NBA doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if you're looking at from from a roster standpoint, you know, everybody says that they're the deepest, you know. Does does depth matter in the playoffs? It, it does to a certain extent, though. To the right? eighth guy or to Correct. the seventh guy. To the seventh guy, not maybe, the tenth and eleventh guy. guy. Correct. And uh, and do they have two of the top fifteen players in the league? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but but there's teams out there that have two of the top ten players in the league. There's one team that has two of the top five players in the league. Yeah. So and then there's a team in Portland who has not who has, you know, two of the top twenty or twenty five, but then they have. The other three guys that they have are 
top 75 players, maybe, you know, I'm throwing out no, yeah, numbers, I, but I, like I, Gary yeah. Trent Jr. But so, so this whole notion of having 11 guys deep that Doc Rivers likes to play, that shit doesn't fly in the playoffs. Especially when, what what is their rotation? They don't even know. Like legitimately, right. one of the quotes that Ka- Kawhi Leonard before the bubble said, we're going to use these eight games to build chemistry, cohesiveness, and get healthy. But they haven't even had their team for this. They haven't done any of those things. Correct. So then did you accomplish anything? No. You actually, you might have gotten worse in terms of what you wanted to accomplish. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. They're very talented. Of course. They're very good. Um, they are excellent defensively outside of Lou Williams. Yes. So, you know, there is there is a chance, I'm not going to deny it, that they could go on a run, they could find their things, and they could get to the finals. A hundred percent. That is very possible. But how likely is that? Like, so, okay, I guess if I gave you, like, the two scenarios, what's... And these are the only two scenarios you have. What's more likely? They end up in the NBA Finals or they're out in the second round? Like, Out in the second round. And The, the West is too good and too deep for them to be messing around. Ex- you know. And that was my sentiment. All these NBA voices and these people on TV, and not that they're – I don't necessarily listen to them all the time because they're just talking heads, but it seems like every single pundit in the NBA world, media, journalists, whatever – just says that the Clippers are, are infinitely far and away the best team in the NBA. First of all, I would you and I were going to talk about the Bucks in a little bit. I would still put the Bucks ahead of the Clippers right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. So like the fact that you're just one, everybody's just denying the Bucks don't exist is annoying. But two, like they're not even. I don't even think they're necessarily the th- maybe even the third best team in in the NBA. No, there's I mean, an argument, and we're going to talk about who we think the top four in the West are in a little bit. But like there's an argument to be made that they may not even be the second best team in the West. Or even the third, just to see what we've seen. It's it's very possible. And, uh, you know, people are thinking back to last year. Of course. NBA Finals. And they're thinking about, oh, Kawhi Leonard. And did he go on a tear? Yes. Did he win those finals for the Raptors? Yes. That is undoubtedly, like, he played a major, major role in that. Of course. But, but you can see that he also had a really, really good team around him by how the Raptors are playing now. So this wasn't, last year wasn't LeBron carrying a really, really bad Cavs team to the finals. That's not what Kawhi did. Kawhi took a really, really good team and brought them over the top. Right. And we see it this year, right, with the Raptors, them being the two seed in the East, them being damn near the same record that they were with Kawhi last year, and they don't have him, um, which is why, obviously, we were pro-Nick Nurse for Coach of the Year, which is still a possibility. Billy Donovan got the Coach's Award for Coach of the Year, which is like, that's that's a a buddy-buddy award. That doesn't really matter to me. But, yeah, like, there's a reason why the, the Raptors are... And number two again. And they brought back the exact same team, yep. minus Kawhi and Danny Green, and they got OG. Which it so. looks like maybe losing Danny Green was maybe a better thing. Oh I my mean, goodness. honestly. Yeah. Um, not to keep harping on and to keep killing a guy that's, you know, kicking a horse while it's down. Yeah, and I love Danny Green. I mean, I, I know do, you are. You're a big Danny Green fan. But he's just, he's. Um, I want to throw some stats out at you, and not that I disagree with the the idea that the Clippers are a good defensive team. Obviously, yeah. there's no denying it. Kawhi Leonard, Defensive Player of the Year. Paul George, always one of the league leaders in steals. Um, you know, Bev, Bev, in your face, lockdown, and Zubac defends the rim pretty well. Right. Montreal um, is a he's overrated to me, but he at least hustles and he's in good position. He's probably so. a like 0.5 plus defender. Like he's not, yeah. he's not a game changer, but he Correct. plays defense. Like he and it's tries. all effort. It's effort, right? Yeah. So some stats I saw, and this was as of, this was before the games last night. Um, so these, these may have changed. I don't think the clip, the Clippers play tonight, so they won't change. So the Clippers before, before the bubble, they were a one twelve point nine defensive rating, which is, um, 
quite good. Um, yes. It's like top five, top seven in the league. Right. Um, since the bubble, they're a 111.4. They're a minus 1.5 difference. So not much drop off. I mean, like if you if they're a top five defense in the league before and they're a top five defense now, they're a top five defense. Right. The Lakers, before the bubble, were a 112.6, actually 0.3 below the Clippers, so right on par with that yeah. defense, which we knew that. They were a phenomenal defensive team. Correct. Again, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Yes. Um, length. Uh, Avery Bradley playing defense yeah. really well. Rondo coming in. Now they're a 96.6, by far the worst in the bubble, um, and a minus 16 defensive rating. And they can't shoot. And they can't shoot. So, so yeah, and then the... Or sorry, that was... Sorry, I lied. That was the offensive ratings that oh, I just okay. read. Yeah, so, yeah. obviously, we knew they were going to be terribly offensive because they are. Correct. Defensively, the Clippers um, have dropped again. They've dropped one point. So, they're they basically are the same team... Pre bubble and in bubble, which was a fourth seed, maybe at best in the West. I mean, right. like I know they've jumped a little bit because some teams have lost, but yeah. for the most part, the bubble has has other than exposed the Lakers a lot because of maybe not trying and being complacent, whatever. They the teams are who the teams are. Not much changed. We knew Toronto was good. We knew all Correct. these teams were good, and so the bottom line is. What's wrong? With, what will the Clippers have? T- what's wrong with the Clippers? Or do we believe in the Clippers? I, it's kind of wait, wait and see. Like the same evidence, thing we've been going for a year now. The evidence we have is they're good but not great. Or sorry, they're great but not elite. And we just want to see. And we've been talking about it since, for like you said, for a year now. Yeah. We we want to see what they do in the playoffs, and that's all we have because what we've seen so far is they're a very above average basketball team. Um, that has not had cohesiveness. And so we'll see. I mean, I hope yeah. that, I really do hope it's an all LA final because, like, we deserve that um, after all the crap we've gone through <laughs> these six months. But um, I'm just not sure we're going to get it. No, I'm it's really very not. possible that, I mean, even the Lakers, I mean, this is crazy. Exactly. Yeah. It could be, it could literally be a Houston, Portland, Western Conference finals. And honestly, I wouldn't be mad at that. So, yeah. like, I mean, I would be because I want LeBron, but we won't we won't be disappointed if that's the the, the finals, no, right? So, um, because of what's happened, yeah. so that's a great segue into the Rockets. Um, what you know? What do you think? What do you think their chances are? Are they legit? Um, I know they now have Eric Gordon back. Um, he's been out with some injury and some stuff like that. Um, I think it was like back trouble or, or something like that. But um, are they legit? And like, does it last for a, a full playoffs? That's a loaded question. Let me ask you this. Okay. <laughs> Does the fact that D'Antonio has never won a championship or been to a finals even, does that bother you at all? Oh, I think it matters. Like, we've talked, it's kind of your, not. it's one of your, your things with the Bucks. Yeah. You got to take your lumps and experience matters. And if you don't have the experience and you haven't really taken your lumps because you haven't been in here very often, um, like... Does experience matter? But but D'Antonio and the Rockets have both been there multiple times. Correct. And they have never been able to get to the hump. Even think of the Suns in the 2000s. How did those teams not win a title? Yeah, I mean, like, it makes no sense. When you just go up and down the line of what they had and who they were playing against, yeah. like, they were far and above most teams that they were playing and still couldn't get it yeah. done. Yeah, I mean, they, one year they had um, Amari Sotomayor, yep. all healthy. Amari Sotomayor, Sean Marion, yep. Steve Nash, Joe Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's and and that's back in the day, like when those guys were studs. Like Joe oh, yeah, Johnson now absolutely. can't you can't really of do course. much. No, but, but that was all star Joe. Peak peak Joe, yeah. yeah. So no, I, I I understand the sentiment, and I actually like I think I agree with it. I think that I think that matters. I think like 
not making finals and like just clearly having something that when you get to that that peak, you just can't get to the mountaintop. And they've hit that many times. Now, what about the fact that I mean they're playing six foot seven or less? I mean, is that is that worrisome come time? I mean, they're going to be able to guard AD. Yeah, so I always, like, I know we have to use the Lakers as the measuring stick because they are the number one seed. Yeah. Um, I tend to, like, stay away from that because in a, in a seven-game series in the Western Conference Finals, all bets are off. I mean, at that point, like, the, the measuring stick doesn't necessarily matter sure. at that point. But um, the, the short answer is no. They can't guard, Robert Covington can't guard AD. No, I feel like I feel PJ like AD, Tucker can't. I feel really like guard. if the Lakers were smart, AD would average forty points a game in that series. You would go two bigs all game, but you would feed the ball to AD every time down the floor and say, "PJ Tucker or Covington, stop me!" And until you stop me, and even if you do stop me, I'm coming right back right. to the well. And no rim protection from LeBron getting to the paint. Yeah. Now, and I agree with all of that. But that being said, um, if you shoot fifty percent from three, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And that's what and Daryl Morey say whatever you want about him say that he's he's ruined basketball he's he's too analytical whatever he is the math checks out and yeah. if you shoot fifty percent or more hell even if you shoot forty five percent but you take sixty five as long as you shoot a high percentage and shoot the volume and you get x amount of turnovers we've seen it the the Bucks are a perfect example yeah the Bucks got like sixty seven points in the paint which you're gonna get with Giannis and Brooke Lopez against Covington and whoever. But they turned the ball over 25 times, and the Rockets took 63 three-pointers and made 40% of them and ended up, at one point, down eight with two minutes left and ended up winning by and, seven. And still ended up winning, yeah. Uh, it's a formula that is maddening. It is a it's a very high-risk, high-reward it's, and it's And it's volatile, right? Because, because at any time, you can have, well, we've seen it, an over 20 slump. Volatile. It's, it's like you yeah. said, it could be dastardly. And if that happens in game six or game seven... We've seen it. Of a of a Western Conference Finals or, you know, an NBA finals as they get to that point. Yeah. You know, that can make that can make or break you. Also, the flip side is though, is if Harden and Tucker and uh, Eric Gordon get hot and they hit six threes in a row, I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah the and I, let's not let's not brush away the fact that like this being a shortened or sorry, a, a four month off off season essentially or three month off season like Harden who is a guy who usually runs out of gas he benefits the most from this really. there is not a single person in the in the NBA that benefited more than James Harden the yeah, highest and, and Westbrook too two of the highest usage rate players in the NBA got three months off to recharge and, and Harden slimmed down a little bit to recharge and now they have they are fresh man and and it shows. I mean, so the, the question, can the style work and are they legit contenders? I don't think you can say they're not a legit contender. I, I think agree. that they absolutely are. Yeah. Does the style work? Um, it's work, duh. Like, it has worked. It's gotten them to a Western Conference Finals yes. two times or three times. Yes. Um, but then you run into elite teams that can defend you. They, and that's, you know. They create matchup problems both ways. Both ways. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll give our, our picks later on. So I want to say, but they are legit. There's no way they're not legit and they've shown it. Um, yeah. they've beaten, they've beaten, um, Milwaukee and Boston both. Or, and I think Dallas too, they were, they were trailing in all three of those games and then turned it up defensively. And I want to give a shout out to James Harden for a second. I know the crap he gets for being a defender. And on the perimeter, he is terrible. And on, he is a sieve on the perimeter. You cannot go. But when he gets in the post, 
his leg strength and his body strength is unmatched, and you can't move him. He's also very good at getting passing lanes, yep. getting steals. So, so I want I want to just throw that's a big shout out of to why they're doing so well is because James Harden has really put the effort in defensively when he needs to, and right. it's shown. So they're legit. Lakers, we'll figure out. Clippers, we're not sure about. But th- there's one thing I can tell you for sure. And if you don't, if you sleep on the Rockets, they'll get, they'll wake you up. Yeah, I mean, you have to play 48 minutes. Yes, that that's it. There's yeah. if you don't play a full 48 minute game, you will get beat, and you right. will quickly be down 15 points. And it doesn't matter. Even if you're up 15, 20, you cannot relax the instant. No, because they hit seven threes and they're back in the game. I mean, exactly. it's, it is what that's it is. What so, happens. All right, Joe. The bright future Suns, oh, which I've my. heard coined. The bright now Suns, not future Suns. The bright now Suns. Six um, and oh man. Six and oh, and as you as you pointed out in our in our little outline here, destroyed OKC yesterday. Like not like not a, just like oh five point. They destroyed them. It was insane. Yeah. And and we had this discussion. I don't even remember if it was on air or not. When we were talking about the breakdown of who was there, and we said, shouldn't the Suns be better? Like looking at their roster. Like, yes. shouldn't they be better than, shouldn't they be above 500 team? Devin Booker. Yep. Ricky Rubo. Um, Bridges. Yep. And Aiden. Yeah, and Saric. And Saric. Off the bench. Yes. I mean, they. Uh, who's the, um, uh, Kelly Oubre. Yeah. They have guys all over, they have yeah. dogs they be, and guys all over the they team. They should be extreme. I mean, they, you, you have two uh, very good 3 and D wings. Yeah. Bridges could be elite in a couple years. I agree. The guy's only 20 years old. Yes, he's 20. But, yeah. Um, Oubre, he's he's in the top half of, you know, 3 and D players, I would say. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, you know, Devin Booker can get buckets with the best of them. There's no doubt. Yeah. And DeAndre Ayton, if he improves, continues to improve defensively. Which he already has made light years of improvement, yeah, by the way. absolutely. So, I agree. I mean, he is, he, he's a force down there, man. Yeah. And a man-child. But, oh my gosh! Uh, it's really fun to see them getting it together. I and I, I won't spend a lot of time just because you love that's your that's your your team one of your like you know oh, childhood like growing up yeah. love. So I'm not gonna steal steal your your spotlight on the Suns, but I will say you've talked about it a ton. We've talked about it over text or just over conversations. They should be better. Um, and honestly, the biggest surprise of that team, and I, we talked about this person uh, as a potential signing and to be put on a team campaign. I don't know if you've watched any of their yes. games. Cameron Payne has been averaging 14 points a game Yes, coming from the G League where he was averaging like 21 or 22. So we knew he was going to be able to get buckets. That was never right. a question. It's always role, right? It's what role do you play on a team? Come off the bench and just score. That's it. And he's done that perfectly. And that has been, that was their issue this season. Was the bench, bench. Bench scoring. Correct, yeah. They had a great starting five, you know, they could play with anybody. But when when those guys had to sit, I think they were, I can't remember what they were, but they yeah. were one of the worst teams in the league. Bench scoring defensively, yeah. like they're plus right. minus. They were always getting outscored by a ton of points once the bench came Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm just gonna say the Suns are for real, um, and we kind of knew that, right? Like we yeah. had talked about it. We knew that they should be for real, and so we're gonna kind of when we transition into this next topic, talking about um, you know the who the the West and the the eighth and ninth seed race, kind of the play-in race. We'll talk about who we think the best teams in the West are. Um, the Suns are right there, and um, there's a there's a very They're good chance. In that playing game, man. There's a very good chance they end up in the play-in game, and man, the the Suns in Portland in a play-in series to to be able to make the plus, even if the Suns don't make it, 
you can sit here and go, if you go 8-0 and in the bubble, let's say they go 8-0, and which they probably have to do to, to make the, the chance. I think they will. And I think they will because I think they play um, – I remember seeing they play again today. I want to say it's um, someone not great. Maybe it's Brooklyn. Um, no, maybe it's not. I don't know. But they play today and then they play on Wednesday. Um, and so, you know, th- they're going to have a chance. Uh, there's no yes. doubt. And if you go 8-0 and in the bubble, like, I'm sorry, but you deserve a chance um, at least to – to try to play against somebody, you know, in the in the nine seed. So um, let's talk then. So we've got, you know, as we see the standings here, we've got Memphis still holding serve in the eight seed, um, and then we've got um, Portland at the nine. We've got Phoenix right behind them, and then um, also San Antonio tied with them, also in the ten spot. So um, if you had to guess, you know, let's looking, let's look right here. Um, so today we have, let's talk about the teams. I'm going to go through the schedule, the, the, the eight, nine, and 10 teams that are playing today. So the Spurs play the Rockets. I, I'm not going to say the Rockets win, but let's assume the Rockets win. It's the Suns and the 76ers today. 76ers without Embiid, which we're going to talk about, without Embiid and Simmons, and probably resting a few other people. That might be 7-0 and for the Suns right there. Oh, I think so. I don't think they'd lose that game. I mean, if I'm a betting man and Embiid and Simmons both aren't playing... I'm, I'm taking the Suns. Whatever the, I would even say, whatever yeah. the spread is, you're probably taking the Suns. Yes. I think that's yeah. like I think it was seven and a half or eight and a half. So I'm still taking the Suns at that point. And then the Grizzlies play the Celtics, and they'll probably lose that game. And they'll probably lose that game so again. Then, They've only won one game so one far. One game, uh, and we kind of said that like they weren't that good. We knew that, right? Like they they had outplayed. They had overachieved for sure. Correct. Yes. Um, so we're looking. Okay, so. And then Portland plays Dallas, which is just going to be an awesome tough. game tonight at nine. Um, so, with all that, with all that being said, and what we know, what do you think the eight and nine looks like in two games, or you know, by Friday, if you had to guess? I think it's going to be Blazers Suns, man. So, so Portland makes the eight. Yeah. And the Suns are the nine, and there's yeah. a playing game. And I think I think the Grizzlies tank out. I mean, they've got to win these next two games. Now they still are in the driver's seat because if they win. If they win one game, they're the eight or nine. They're guaranteed Correct. that. So yes. all they got to do is win one. But their last two right. games are Boston and then I think L.A. Right. So like now they may get lucky if the Lakers don't play anybody. That's which true. Is it's very possible. Game. It is possible. So they may do some, not knowingly, but may do them some favors. Um, right. But so you're thinking Portland nine, or sorry, Portland eight, Portland eight Phoenix nine, Phoenix nine. I think that's possible. That, oh, it's possible thing, for sure. The only thing is that we're getting to the end, and the Grizzlies are like you said. Backs they against they the are wall. motivated. They're backs against the wall. They have one get one win against these next two t- two teams. Celtics, Lakers. Are the Lakers really going to play in the eighth game? No. To me, no. they should. I mean, because they need continuity. Yes, they have to. They have to figure what, out what they're going to do. I mean, you can't lose three games in a row. You know, come on, barely beat the Nuggets. I completely agree. And then, um, and then just head into the playoffs when you're going to be facing, you know, one of those three teams. And Correct. One of those teams, I mean, the Blazers can't sleep. That could be a six-game series. It could be a seven-game. Hey, the Lakers could lose that if they're not careful. I, I agree. Um, the Grizzlies actually played the Bucks the last game, so you go from the Celtics to then the Bucks. Yeah, um, and the Bucks aren't. I mean, and they may not be playing Bud- for anything either. But but Budenholzer but, doesn't. No. Do that. Like and, he and, they, he goes all out. And their team, yeah. even without Giannis, is probably still better than the Grizzlies. Regardless. Right. So, anyway, that being said, I actually am 100% agreeing with you. In my my eight and nine, too, it's going to be um, Portland and um, and Phoenix. The only thing that scares me is if Phoenix loses once, they they don't have a chance. 
So they probably right. have to go eight and zero, um, which I think they can. But well, they're going to win tonight against yeah. the Sixers. And then you play. They have one game after that. Let me double check who that is. But but the bottom line is, and not not unfortunately, because I think like we knew the roadmap. Like if Phoenix was going to have a chance, they would have to basically win every game, which yeah. they're on pace to do. Um, I would love I would love to see them in the in the NBA playoffs or at least a playing game. But we know for the most part um, they've got to win all their games. So again, they play the 76ers today and then they play the Mavericks, which again that is going to be a team that's playing all their players. So that's going to be a great game. Yes. Um, but I do believe it's going to be uh, Portland nine or Portland eight and then um, Phoenix nine as well. And then so, but then do you think it's the Suns in the playoffs or the Blazers? I the Blazers. They're yeah. just more experienced. They've been there and. Uh... You know, when you talk about, you know, I mean, the Suns have great talent. Don't get me wrong. But Damian Lillard. Yeah. CJ. Nurkic. Nurkic. Collins. Yeah. I mean. Gary Trent Jr. coming on yeah. and playing well. I mean, From, eight, from Gahanna, Ohio, by the way. Yeah. Um, Aiton and Booker. Yeah. Obviously. Great. Yeah. But after that, it's the levels kind of drop off, sure. right? So I agree. I think it's going to be the Blazers in the eight seed and then a nice little first-round matchup with the Lakers. So welcome to the playoffs. Um, okay, real quick, third and fourth best teams in the West, if you had to pick. So we maybe maybe it's not the first two that we think. I'm assuming your first two are Lakers and Clippers. Um, yeah, I mean, and you can make I an still argument. don't feel great about the Clippers no, being the second best team. I really don't. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm picking that because everybody's telling me to pick that. Yeah, right. You know, and I, I'm not joking. Like, No, like, I agree. And don't get me wrong. They are dangerous. Of course. But are you telling me seven game series? Isn't it a pick em between the Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets? Probably. I mean, again, Vegas is going to say no because they've power rated the Clippers so high all year. But yes, I agree. Like it could easily be a six or seven game series and go either way. Yeah. Um, if Denver gets all their healthy guys back and Michael Porter Jr., who we, we never even talked about, but man, has he played well. Yes. Holy moly. Um, I'm sorry, Will Barton or Gary Harris. You may have lost your spot. I, no, and you should. I a mean, 6'10 guy that can handle the ball, shoot, and pass like that. Yeah. He honestly is like a Magic Johnson type talent. Um, if he's, he's great. You know, if he's, anyway, so, um, so do you think then, so who's the third and fourth best teams in the West? If it's Clippers, Lakers. So if you're, if you're going with, you know, Lakers, Clippers as one, two. And third and third and fourth, I was gonna say Thunder, but they just got dismantled, man. You know. But no Shea, no Schroeder, no Adams. Yeah. There's they weren't playing a lot of people, so Correct. so take that you know take that in consideration. I understand, but I think Nuggets are third. Okay. I really do. I think uh, when healthy, like yeah, when fully healthy. Yeah. The Joker and yeah. uh, Michael Porter, like you said, man. has just been on a tear. So, so then, okay, so if those are your top three, then if you, this is where the tough one comes in, right? Yeah. Who's the fourth best team in the West? Because we can clearly pick the four best teams in the East, and it's not hard. No, it's, it's the Rockets. Yeah. It is. I mean, they're volatile. They're up and down. They, like, like we said, they could score 20 points in a row. They could give up 20 points in a row. You know, they're never fully out of it. Um, but I just think that the talent there, you know, the top end, Harden, and Westbrook, that's tough man to deal with. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I'm gonna go a little different um, because I. So I think the third best team in the West is the Rockets. Not much different than you. Like you know, again, you're kind of yeah. splitting hairs. Um, I'm not sold on the Denver Nuggets. I'm not really sure how good they are. Um, I think like honestly, 
four, five, six, seven, and eight, or sorry, five, six, seven, and eight in the West. Literally, like they're all between splitting hairs at that point. Um, I'm gonna throw a curveball, and I think the fourth best team in the West is Portland. Um, I know that they're eighth, you know, or ninth right now, probably gonna be eighth. But what we've seen from them playing, they're a four seed if everybody's healthy. I believe. I um, can't disagree, man. I mean, but again, like just, we're splitting, we're splitting yeah, hairs, right? Exactly. Like if it's Denver, if it's if it's Utah, which with Bogey, with with Bogdanovich, Utah's also very good. So we're you know, but I'm I, not high in Utah. I know you're not, um, and and I know why you're not, and I can't disagree with that either. Um, but I, but so back to it. Third is Rockets, and fourth for me is Portland. But again, Oklahoma City is right there. <laughs> Denver's right there. Um, honestly, it's splitting hairs. But if I had to pick three and four, that's who I would go with too. Dallas um, has one of the brightest futures there, but they're just not there yet. They're, they're not there yet. Um, def- defensively, they're atrocious, and that's okay. Like I know yeah. that. But the difference between everybody goes, well, the Rockets are, are bad. It's like, no, they're not. They're Statistically, they're not that bad defensively at they're all. They're not that bad defensively. And one of the reasons they're not that bad defensively, right? Because they make you scramble. The, the, the length and the deflections and how they get around. Yeah, they get turnovers. Turnovers. Right? And... Yep. And no, they might not. You might be able to shoot a high percentage of them, but you're not going to get a lot of shots up. You know, Correct. we saw it against Milwaukee. Yep. When Same they had thing. 25 turnovers. Yep. Because they, I mean, they get act, they get after you defensively. There's so, no doubt. Which you've never seen in Dan Tony's team before. Yeah. So, so, so we, I mean, we both have the Rockets in our third and fourth, but we kind of differ. But again, it's splitting hairs. I mean, I can't really disagree with you yeah. putting put Blazers up there. I it's, mean, the way you know. It just seems wrong, right? Because of right. where they are in the standings. Correct. But like, but healthy team, but if, if they have that all year, they're probably a four or five seed to start the restart. So, yeah. or maybe even higher. Yeah, um, they could get higher than that. I mean, so I just think that they Dirk deserve good, some man. his passing ability and just his yeah. he's he's great. He's, I, and, he's he's jokish level. Yeah, and and thinner and probably can move a little better. So yeah. like you know, but but he'll he's gonna be he's gonna be a, a bright future and, and piece of that team going forward if yes. CJ and, and, and Dame stay, stick around. Right. Um, all right, so that's the West. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a few more storylines in the West just because of how close the teams were and, and you know, the 8-9 the and nine playoff race. But kind of walk us through, Joe, the Eastern Conference. And as we say every time and as we always talk about on this podcast, what the hell do we make of the Sixers? I mean, now you have Ben Simmons not playing. Yep. Joel Embiid. I mean, big man, history, oh. history of injuries. Now twist his ankle, not playing night. Is Can he, I make day to day? Yeah, I mean, he he's probably sitting out. He's sitting out tonight, probably for re, you know rest slash sure. ankle. Can I throw an argument out there for you? I know you what you just said is not necessarily inherently wrong, yeah. but could I make the argument that Ben Simmons is actually more injury prone than Joel Embiid? Absolutely, you could. Okay, yeah. because um, I've been like reading and and really trying to figure out the next step for the Sixers. Right. Is it trade one? Is it break it up? Is it just roll with it and fire Brett Brown? I think that's inevitable. He's gone. But yeah. but the more I'm reading and the more I'm figuring out is I actually think Ben Simmons is more of a detriment because of the amount of time he's just not on the floor. No. I, um, you, I mean, I can't disagree with that either. So but. anyway, but going on. So we have no Ben Simmons and no Joel Embiid. What? what they're in the what spot right I now? I think they're in the six. They're in the six. Yeah, the six spot. Yes. Six. So you're looking at a first round matchup with the Boston Celtics. Yeah. They lose that. If you would have asked me 
prior to the restart, right? Like I was going to say, oh, they're going to get healthy. They've moved Ben Simmons to the four. Now you have Shake Milton who has hit a couple big shots in the restart. He's not your guy, but you know, whatever. Um, Josh Richardson hopefully would return to form and do well. I'd say, oh, the Celtics 76ers is a pick for me. Like it could go either way. There is no chance in hell that team beats the Celtics. No. Maybe even in five games. No. Like, I mean, they are three and two in the restart. I mean, you know. They haven't played a super one of those, strong schedule. One but. of those wins was a last-second buzzer beater against the Nets. So, like, you know, take Correct. that with a grain yeah, of salt. Exactly. Yeah, But, uh, you know, they don't have, you know, the pieces. I mean, they just really don't. And I don't feel like uh, Brown has done a very good job in any of the years he's coached them. None. If you're the Sixers, you're stuck, right? You tanked for five years or for four years to get to where you are. And you're at your peak. And you've you've hit your ceiling and you're never getting farther than this. How demoralizing is that though, right? Like yeah. your whole plan was be terrible for four years and then get all these draft picks and accumulate assets and trades and, and build this team, which you did. Well, I'd argue that they did a, actually not a good job of that because you only have two guys who are injury prone. Oh, I didn't say that. All, did. your, all your years of tanking oh i didn't say they did a good job (laughs) they did not do a good job but they did improve the team versus where it was which was kind of they they wanted they wanted two superstars they wanted three but they really only got two right um because they thought lebron or somebody big would come there at some point so they wanted three they got two jimmy butler walking last year that hurts and jj reddick i know we can say whatever we want 30 31 32 year old jj reddick but he's been he scored 30 points the other night for the pelicans they need shot making yeah and they don't have it yeah so yes, Jimmy Butler, the dog, that was the one thing I think Kevin O'Connor on the Ringer NBA podcast said. He said, there's not one guy that will go in the huddle and be like, hey, F-heads, what are you doing? Let's get it together. Let's get this shit together. Yeah. That was Jimmy Butler. Every game, every night, right. and it showed. And Joel B just doesn't have, he's too much of a clown sometimes. Yes. Um, so I think, the, I think the biggest thing to think about is... We all talk about maybe Joel Embiid is the big problem, and maybe he is because he doesn't try very hard. But Ben Simmons not being on the floor is also a big problem because he makes it's everybody huge. better. Yeah, and he's not right now. And those guys, it's hard to play because you know, together they're they're not a great fit. Mm-mm. Simmons can't shoot. No, you know, doesn't want to shoot. Correct. And uh, Embiid down low, you know, naturally brings people towards the rim. So yeah. it's just tough. I do. They are using Embiid a little bit more on the post. Which you wanted. You, yes, you claim and absolutely. you like pleaded for that. Like, I mean, please. Because seeing him jack up threes under the perimeter, like, it's a great skill to have. Sure. Like, it stretches the defense. That's fine. But, like, it's not dead. It's still a very efficient way to score. And I'm sorry, but, like, when does it come a point with this movement and and you know don't get me wrong I love the movement I understand the movement I get threes more than two if you shoot it efficiently it's it's deadly Correct. when does it come to a point where like hey man this just ain't your shot I understand what you're trying to do yes. but this just ain't your shot so maybe shoot it four times or three times a game but then the yeah. other 50 times get your ass in the paint right you're the most dominant That'll, big that, man that. since Shaq maybe I mean in terms of body size and just sheer dominance sure I, you physical know. strength you're yeah. talking about those things yeah but you know and then and then it opens up threes it's it's the inside outside correct that's still relevant today. it doesn't matter how you do it outside inside inside outside but you have to have a balance you yeah. have in the playoffs you have to be able to score multiple ways we've you're seen t- that as a team yep you have to be able to score multiple ways 100% which you know can the Rockets do Going back to that real quick uh, I mean no but w- they're such an anomaly they don't fit sure. any sort of template um so i can't answer that without saying 
No, but with yes. a caveat. Yeah, yeah right. Like right. no, but so um, that makes sense. So the Sixers, what do they do? Do they blow it up? Is that what you think they do this offseason? Brett Brown's gone, obviously. Yes. Um, do they blow it up? Is is one of the two and being what Simmons value gone? does Ben Simmons have to someone? If you if you were out there and you were, I mean, who's Who's trading him draft picks for Ben Simmons right now? Oh, there's teams that absolutely would. Chicago Bulls would absolutely trade them draft picks. For and here's why: um, you, teams will believe that if they can get a guy a superstar, that they have a chance. That's right. that's the only thing. Now, does he provide value? Probably not. But if you surround him with shooters, he it, provides immense value. Is Ben Simmons a top twenty player in the NBA? Ooh, that's really tough. I think he might be 20. Like, I think he might be at right, that around, 20, that right mark, around there. Right? Like, yeah. And the only reason I say that, and maybe this isn't because of anything he's done, but it's because of what he could be Yeah. if he got a team that could shoot. I, but the 76ers aren't a good shooting team, so he no. looks terrible. They have not made that team very well. No, and, and all of that's Brett Brown. A lot of that is, is Elton Brand. I think a great guy, but, like, doesn't really know how to run a team. Sure. And... So the value for Simmons is there because teams want superstars. That that's about or you know right. exhibit A. But you have to have the right team for Simmons and a lot of teams don't necessarily have that. Last year was their best shot. Correct. To get to the finals. It was Absolutely. no, there's no doubt. Getting rid of Redick and Butler just And I know just... and I know everybody says that they were a bounce away from whatever. They still had to play a game seven after that, and there's no saying that they would have won a game seven after that. Right. So, but it was heartbreaking the way they went out because yeah. everybody sees that shot and everything, and and they were right there. But um, I, that was their best shot. Everybody's improved their team, and you know, over the last past year, except the Sixers. Sixers got worse. They got they worse. Actively got worse. And they because they were banking on two superstars upping their level of play, and that hasn't happened. Correct. Um, so there's that. I mean, they blow it up. I think that Brett Brown's gone. I think one of the two is gone, and I think you just kind of start over, um, right. which is going to be tough to do because you invested so much sucking into getting this, but you still suck. So, <laughs> um, okay, Jimmy Butler. Dude, that Miami team. I love that Heat team. That team is so well put together, so well coached. Opposite of the Sixers. The Literally the complete opposite of the Sixers. Yes. It's what the Sixers wanted to be but couldn't do. Correct. Um, and they have less superstars, the, being the Heat. Yes. Um, so, their ceiling is what? Championship? I mean, honestly. If they put everything together, they're a finals team. They're a finals team. I don't but think they're not they're, be- yeah. they're, they're not. they're not beating anybody out of the West. But their ceiling is they can make the NBA Finals for sure. They can make sure. the NBA Finals. Yep. Which and is scary, because they're actually, like, on paper, they don't look that good. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, when you Correct. just put the names up against other names, you're like, yeah. wait, this team? But they're, they're the fourth seed yep. right now. Would be playing the Pacers, who they just dismantled last night. Oh, so, yeah. The Pacers would have no chance in that series. Right. I think that's a five-game series. Maybe a yeah. sweep. Gentleman sweep, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then they go on. They would play, let's see, it would the be, Bucks, then, It'd right? be the Bucks. yeah. They would, which... They, they give the Bucks trouble, man. They already have. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Um, they could win that series. So, obviously, the big reason for this team being so good is Jimmy Butler. Like, say what you want. And, and other reasons, but one of the big main factors is Jimmy Butler. Yes. And say what you want about him as a human. Maybe he's too aggressive. Maybe he's too brash. Maybe I whatever. Him. I love him to death. Obviously, being back to the Chicago days, Tibbs molded this man. He has made this man what he is. He took him from being the uh, for, you know late 
second round pick to then being one of the best defenders, if not the best defender in the league, and now a 22, 25 point per game guy, and actually a very, very good leader of young men. Yes. Um, however, he he has shown that he likes to, it's his way or the highway at times. Very sure. I mean, that's um, what happened in Minnesota. Yeah. You know, Carl Anthony Towns. and It happened um, in Chicago. Yeah. Um, it was like him and D. Wade got buddy-buddy, and right. then the young guys didn't like that that they were not practicing as hard as others, which I know Jimmy Butler always practices hard, so that was right. bullshit. But Dwayne Wade was taking days off, but like veterans do that. He got a bad rap in Chicago. Then he butts heads with Wiggins, who is just a trash work ethic guy. Cat, yeah. who isn't the greatest work ethic guy either. Jimmy Butler's been a guy who's worked his tail off being homeless, being you know all this crap. His right. story is insane. Um, so he was always going to be a guy that despised bad work ethic. Yes. But when you're in Miami with a bunch of guys who grind oh. and work their tails off, it's beautiful. Oh, that's just what Miami does. Yeah. So going back to Towns real quick, I just yeah. want to say this. Um, obviously, stat suffer oh, all yeah. over the court. Is it empty? Empty calories, man? Is it? And I'm, I don't want to diss this person I'm about to throw out, but is it the Kevin Love of Minnesota too? Possibly. I mean, Kevin Love was impactful in Cleveland. But 25 and 14. That's what's Ke- that was Kevin Love That was Kevin Minnesota. Love. But they, they won nothing. Correct. We're terrible. Same Correct. idea. Empty. And they're empty sets. Yeah. Does that mean that the player's not good? No. No. But it means that they're in a bad situation and they're not making anybody better. Sure. So I agree with you. Empty stats. Good. Maybe top 25 player. But when you have empty stats, you just go unnoticed. I mean, unfortunately. Um, no, it is. And I think, yeah. I mean, you know, people compare him as to a Joel Embiid or... You know, Anthony Davis or something like that. No. It's not there. It's not close. Um, Jimmy, back to Jimmy Butler. Um, little controversy to start the restart or to start the bubble. Um, he was a very outspoken person um, about the jersey choices and the phrase choices and how um, nothing he wanted to, nothing that was given to him was one he wanted to put on there because he felt that um, he had a better message of himself that he wanted to put and they didn't allow it. Then he decided to make the decision that he wasn't going to wear anything. Not not just no phrase, but no last name. He said that I'm no better than anybody else. He said I'm not above anyone else, so I want to wear nothing. Right. The NBA said no. They said that that does not fit our normal rules. You have to have a name back there for the, for the scorer's box for all this stuff. Fine. He said, well, that doesn't make sense because some people are putting a phrase and no last name, so how is that any different? I understand that to an extent. So the NBA told him no. Um, then game one, he told the Miami Heat what he wanted to do. The Heat who are a great organization and support their players fully, made him a jersey with nothing on the back besides his number. He put it on, he walked out, and the referee said no. Sakakis called and said he has to change his jersey or we're not playing this game, or he can sit out. Right. Spolstra, being a guy that cares about Jimmy Butler but also cares about his team, said, change your jersey. Just put the Butler one on. We'll talk about it later. He puts the jersey on, he plays. Then mysteriously, he doesn't play the next game. Then he doesn't play the game after that. Questions of Jay Crowder saying he was in quarantine, thinking, oh, there's our first positive COVID test. Sources inside the team, sources inside um, the league said that he was really pissed off about the jersey. And Jimmy Butler is a guy, when he's pissed off, it's his way or the highway. And so he actually took two games off to try to say, well, if you don't let me do what I'm going to do, I'm not going to play. Right. Then he decided he was going to be a team guy, and he put his name on the back of the jersey, and now he plays. So for all you people out there thinking that Jimmy Butler had COVID or that he was hurt, he didn't play because he was pissed off that he wasn't allowed to do what he wanted with his jersey. Call that being a diva. Call that whatever you want. That's just Jimmy Butler. 
It's on brand. I don't know. I mean, they, they should have let him play without a name. I agree. Um, I think we were making a big... Everybody was making a big fuss about nothing. Um, most referees, when they call fouls, they put the number up anyway. They don't necessarily say, oh, foul on Butler. They say foul on 22 or whoever it is. Right. Um, so I don't know why it was a big deal. However, that's just clarify that. Um, those weren't obviously sources that I have. I'm not connected to NBA sources. But um, people that I've listened to podcasts, they are connected. And they said that is why he did not play a couple games. He has been back. He's playing. And man, is he good. Um, he locked the shit out of TJ Warren last night. A guy who he had beef with before, if you didn't know, called him a nobody, called him soft, said he yes. wasn't built like Jimmy Butler was, and boy did it show last night. TJ Warren was a guy that had was averaging 35 points per game in the bubble. Oh, he's been phenomenal. And don't get me wrong, even Jimmy Butler gave him props last night, said he's been on fire, but he said, when you play the Heat, we've got something in our back pocket for you. He that's ended right. up with 14 points. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy Butler just locks guys down, and that's what he does. Um, the Heat are for real. They are a ceiling finals team, um, and man, if they catch lightning in a bottle, that's fun. Uh, it is. They're exciting. I, I like them, and they can shoot lights out. They get a Duncan Robinson, man. Oh, man. The, I saw a stat, and it's I think it's the craziest stat since the Clay Thompson stat, which was like, what, 57 points on three dribbles, or 37 yes. on three dribbles. Duncan Robinson the other night had 27 points on zero dribbles. Yep. No dribbles. That's just... Seven threes, and then a couple twos, and a, fa- and a foul shot. Yeah. 27 points on zero dribbles. That's where NBA is right now. You don't even need to dribble anymore, which some people shouldn't dribble, but um, Caldwell Pope. But um, Oh, he's awful. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Heat are for real. Joe, it's to the point now where you get to tell your little, your little rant here about can anybody in the East beat the Bucks, Joe? Yes. <laughs> Multiple teams can beat the Bucks, Matthew. You know this okay. can be true. So, so set it up, Joe. Okay. Your your theory is what? Okay. My theory is that, and I could be wrong, right? Because Middleton has been playing amazing. He really has. Oh, you definitely could be wrong. Yes. But you also could be spot on. I, so, am. I think I am. <laughs> those are your so, only options, actually. Actually. <laughs> but I feel like the the Raptors showed us the way to beat the Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. Right. And uh, and again, obviously they don't have Kawhi, but you um, you cut off the paint. Yep. Right, and and you make other people um, beat you besides Giannis. So and Giannis is still going to get his. It's still going to happen. Yeah. You try to slow him down, but I always go back to the theory that if you are looking at the top ten players of yep. that series, okay, who are they and how would you rank them? If we're going so, Raptors, Bucks. If we're going or just anybody, anybody. Okay. okay. If we're going any of the top four teams, yeah. Okay, in the East, number one player is Giannis. Giannis. Okay. No matter who. Correct. Doesn't matter who we're playing. Giannis is the best player yes. in that series. Correct. Okay. Now let's go. If you're playing against the Raptors, yes. Okay. Who are the next three, four, five best players after Giannis? With the Raptors. Yeah. Psychum. Siakam's two. Yes. Um, I know you're going to say Kyle Lowry. He's probably... No, I'm not going to oh, say okay. Kyle Lowry. So, then, so who's three? Probably Middleton. Um, As much as I don't like Kyle Lowry, I think Kyle Lowry's number three in that scenario. You think so? But I think, I think they're pretty even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 3A, okay. 3B, right? right? Let's call it that. Okay. But yes, correct. Those. Are, so so you've already split right there, two and yeah. two. Okay. But then after that, let's go. That's good. Um, OG. I was, Gasol. Uh, Van Vliet. 
Van Fleet is there. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going in particular. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. saying, before I get to another Bucks player, after Giannis Ibaka? and Middleton. Yeah. I, yeah. They're yeah. better than Brooke Lopez. They're better than... We are forgetting Bledsoe. I was going to say, Bledsoe gets thrown in there. So, But I still think you're right. The, 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 the sentiment is the Raptors probably have, after the first four, the Raptors probably have the next four or five versus one being Bledsoe. Correct. Let's call it that. Yes. So we go with the Celtics. Yeah, I know. That one is crazy. Here it comes, I mean, yeah. you have Giannis number one. Okay. Yes. Tatum number two. The, what's uh, and yes, the answer to that is yes, but the gap between that team from one to two is is thinning. Yes, uh, the the one in the one and two in the Raptors series is is wide. Correct, but yeah. the one and two in the Celtics is is not as wide. It's probably yes. closer than we want to admit. But Correct. yes, I agree. Tatum Brown. So so Tatum and Brown are two and three. Yeah, would you have an argument with that? Oh no no no! Yeah. I'm just thinking on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to Kemba. He's still better than Middleton, in He's my better, opinion. Yeah. But then absolutely. it's Middleton. And then it's Middleton, and then or, it's Hayward. Or is it Hayward before Middleton? Hayward is playing He's phenomenal. He's played phenomenal. So, is yeah. it, so right now, is it Hayward? Well, it's probably close. It's 4A, yeah. 4B. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're looking at the top five players. Okay. Um, top six players. At least top six players. Some All right, let's... have four of those guys. Let's do the Heat. Okay. I, this is heat. interesting, too. Let's do the it Heat. Is. Okay. So one, Giannis. Giannis. Two, Jimmy Butler. Two, Jimmy He's Butler. better than Middleton, yeah. for sure. But then it's probably Middleton. Bam. I think Middleton's probably better than him, just in terms of right now. Now, in three years, it's going to be Bam. But now, but Bam's the fourth. Yeah, okay. So we're split, we split there. But then again, Correct. it's it's the Heat have just so many dogs. Correct. Hero. <sighs> Duncan Robinson is not better than these guys, but he scores more because yeah. he can shoot. And their team's put together. So I yeah. don't, so, and, and you're going to bring up something about the Bucks here, too, about them defensively. But. Yeah. I don't think it's a walk in the park for them. I think they're going to blow by. I honestly think that they have multiple series that they could lose. And uh, I don't know who's going to come out of the East. I really, really don't. Yeah. I, I Dark horse pick. I want to pick the Heat. I really do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it could be any of those top four. But so, so I guess in my, or for you, gun to your head, who's, it's not the Bucks, It's the Raptors. Okay, let's call this. You have $1,000, and you can only bet it on one team. Oh, dude, you're killing me. Who, who is it? Celtics. Okay. Okay, I mean... I, I think it's the Celtics. Um, all right, are you done? Yes. Is your rant over? It's a, it's I'm just a, kidding. So. Um, I hear... For people listening, I hear this almost every day, so <laughs> it, it's, it's <laughs> exhausting. No, um, the bottom line is this. Uh, when this restart started... Um, I believe the the Bucks were far and away the best team in the East, and um, everybody was saying, "Well, you included Joe was saying, well, they've never, they, you know, the his, historically they match up with historically they match up with the, the LeBron teams, which they do. I'm not discounting that. Like yeah. LeBron superstar and then supporting cast not so great. What happened there? Well, we know LeBron was just so much better at that age than Giannis is right now, and I don't want to say sorry, impactful, I guess. Correct. Um. You would have asked me at the restart. There's nobody. There's nobody going to beat this team, ma- mainly because of this reason. So offensively, the Bucks were. Where are they? They were a 110. Or sorry, um, offensively, the Bucks were a. I just lost it. Where are they? Were a 109 de- um, offensive rating, which is not the greatest in the NBA. But Giannis himself was the highest PER rating we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. Right. So like, you just think, okay. 
the team's not super great, but he's so much greater than everybody else yes. that you're fine. Okay, but this is the number that you knew was coming, and like, and I'm gonna stick by it for a minute. In the um, in the season, the defensive rating was 101.6, which is so damn good. Yes, that it's it's insanity to me. In the bubble, they've dropped off, and and it's 110.7, which is not great. But it's still one of the better in the league in terms of versus the bubble teams. Um, so I, I don't want to freak out. I don't want to freak out too much about the defense. But they have shown that like there are matchups they have issues with. Obviously, um, right. three point shooting is a is an obvious issue. They they don't close out well. They're too big in the paint. It's kind of the Lakers' problem, right? A lot yes. of the similarities. Yes. They can guard the rim like anybody's business. Um, well, with Giannis, that helps. Brick Lopez is not a good rim protector. That's correct. He's a yeah. sieve, but but Giannis mostly can cover anywhere, so sure. that helps. Um, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say something that might shock you, but I I agree with you that um, my confidence in the Bucks is wavering, and is that dumb because it's the bubble? Maybe like we maybe I'm overreacting, and you've been on that you've been on that stance, so you're not overreacting. You're just sticking firm to what you it's believe. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, I might be overreacting, but I still think they're going to come out of the East, but I just don't think it was going to be the four to five game series every time that it was going, you know, every round it was going to be. Um, The Miami Heat have really impressed me, and so I think that would be a team to me that gives them six or seven game struggle. Um, And then, yeah, the Raptors or Celtics both probably are a pick or a coin flip in that series to me now. If you would ask me again, restart, I'd say it's a five game series, six maybe at the most. Um, So the fact that I actually have to give pause and think about it means that, they're scaring me a little. I mean, the, I just go back to that Celtics scene. Yeah. And you just look at them. Down the on line. Paper, down the line. And they... And Marcus Smart is just do. such a damn good defender and such a bulldog that like... Yeah, he's great. He's a game changer. I, yeah, Spice so... Spice is playing well. Yeah. I, um, if you had to ask me, I still think I'd pick the Bucks, but I'm not as confident as I was two weeks ago, which just means that they haven't played as well as I thought they no. would. So... Um, Some of those series, I don't know that Brooke Lopez... Place. He's much. unplayable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on a, against the Celtics, he's probably unplayable. Right. Because they go small a lot. Yeah. Which um, actually, the Bucks are better when Lopez is. Not yeah, I think that might actually help court. them. But yeah. yeah, I still agree with you uh, to an extent. I think that they are not as dominant as they once were, and I think because they're getting exposed, like this bubble has done, it's exposed some teams and it's really elevated some teams. Yeah. Um. So, can anyone in the East beat the Bucks? Absolutely. Um, will they? I don't know if that's a foregone conclusion yet, but you think that it's either you think the Celtics, Heat, or um, Raptors? I think it's more likely that okay, one of so, those three. Okay, if you're giving me the Bucks or the field, I'm taking the field. So, okay, so let's go back to the scenario like we did with uh, with the, the Clippers. Is it more likely that the Bucks make the NBA Finals or or lose before then? Lose before then. So, and I actually think that it's probably more likely they make the Finals, but. But I do think it is a possibility they lose before then. You're sure. just more on the major, or, you know, a bigger percentage that they lose before. Correct. Then. Yes. Okay. Um, I can I can get on board with that. Um, we're gonna run through these really quickly um, because of just where we're at in time because we want to get to who we think are, you know is gonna make the finals and win the, win the whole thing. Um, best and worst of the restart, real quick. T.J. Warren. Um, best. <laughs> best. Right. Not yeah. even a question. Just right. been unbelievable. Um, Clippers continuity. Best or worst. It's on the worst list. It's clearly on the worst list. Nobody yeah. knows what they're doing. No. Um, they don't even really know what they're doing. No, they don't. They haven't been great defensively. They haven't been great offensively. 
Quick update, Montrez Harrell is back in the bubble. Um, he is going to probably play one of the next two games and at least be practicing with them. Pat Bev has not been playing because of just rest and kind of just being older. Right. Um, Paul George and Kawhi are flipping off and on, and then, um, you know... And, and then they're and just going to magically get it together. Yeah, supposedly, so. right? So, yeah, definitely the worst. We know this one, Suns. The best, man. Bright, bright, right now, Suns, man. They're yeah. they're here. If they go eight and zero, I don't care what happens. That should be a win for them. Oh, that's um, awesome. That's a huge improvement. Um, Lakers lineups. The last four games, we've seen some crazy stuff. I wouldn't say they're the worst, but they're definitely not the best. They're yeah. just uh, interesting, is the word I would use. Like, yeah. What do you think in there, Frank? Like Dudley doesn't shouldn't play. Like Frank during the regular season did an excellent job. Yes. I don't think he's done a very good job. And maybe it's just figuring out, I mean, can you really play Quinn Cook? And, maybe that's know? what he, like, what does this guy have? What's right. what, like, what's the, what's the metal in this guy? Exactly. Um, but right now, not much. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what their, their lineup's going to look like. I mean, you know, you know, the top six, seven players, but after that. Are you going to play Waiters? Are you going to play JR? Are you going to I think play you have to Dudley? play Waiters. Are you playing Quinn Cook? Are you? Yeah, I think you, know, you have to play Waiters. Are you Waiters. playing Taylor Horton Tucker? Yeah, I mean, what the hell is that guy doing on the floor? I'm know. sorry. I know you, you so, got him for a G League, whatever, but like, what the hell is that guy doing? Yeah, I don't, so I just don't know, you know. So, yeah, we're both kind of on the worst side for that. Virtual fans. I kind of like it. I'm, I'm so with it. Yeah. Um, have you done it yet? Um, I haven't done it. Uh, you have to pay. So, Do you really? Yeah. It, like it's, I thought you just had to sign up for like a Microsoft account or something. Uh, no, I think it's more than that. Um, I haven't tried it, but I don't plan on it because I don't no, want to be a subject for that if I have but to But it pay. is fun to watch. It's cool. I think it's, yeah. it's probably not the best, but it's also definitely not the worst. I'd you like, like see, uh, I've seen Nevesi up there, Baron Davis up there. Uh, Lil Wayne was at the Lakers game. <laughs> yeah. um, I've seen people playing instruments and stuff. Like, yep. It's kind of cool. It's funny. It, it gives you a chance to like look out into the crowd and like, I don't know, it doesn't feel real, but like it is, right. you know, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, this one is going to be interesting. Um, Pelicans. Such a disappointment, man. Such a disappointment. Yes. So I'm actually going to say best. And here's why. Just wait. It, it'll make sense. It's best because it shuts everybody up and tells everybody to F off who just completely thought that this was the the Pelicans getting in was a complete ploy to get them to play the Lakers. Okay. If we look back now, do we really want them in the playoffs? Not they've the been atrocious. They they've have, been atrocious. They terrible. Yeah. Um, Zion has been a minus like fifty three for the entire it bubble. It has been mostly defense. He is atrocious defensively. Yeah, he's 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 regressed in this bubble. Yes. So um, they're the worst performing team, but I think it's the best because it just puts to bed this whole notion that like. The Pelicans were going to give the Lakers a scare, and like it was going to be the. They're not even one of. The, they're not even going to no, make the playoffs. They're They've been terrible. Be the playoffs, they're not going to be the ninth seed. They're going to be. Yeah. Um. This is stupid, but the Wizards. Worst. Yeah. Worst team in the bubble. Not even close. Stupid to be there. They should go home now. Actually, they are going home tomorrow because now teams that don't have a chance go home tomorrow. They don't even play after that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go home, sit down. Please don't come back. No wins. Not surprising. <sighs> Oh boy. Okay, real quick. Top moments. What's if you have one? What's been your top moment of the restart so far? Devin Booker beating the Clippers. Yeah, that shot was so freaking awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. In Paul George's face. Yes. Um, Turn around. Shouldn't even happen because Zubac just like turned the ball over and threw it away. But like, yeah. man, uh, I think we're both in agreement. The top moment was not for me. Was actually just the Suns going being six and zero. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna go awesome. honorable mention is um, Damian Lillard. Um, with the beef with Paul George. Oh, um, that's and, hilarious. And, and Paul George's sister going at Dame, and then Dame Lillard's sister going at Paul George and Pat Bev. 
Um, I wanted so bad the um, the Portland to somehow find a way to get to the seven seed so they could play them in seven games. It's not going to happen. Um, but I, that's yeah. an honorable mention to me. If Lillard would have made those free throws. Well, that's true. There was yeah. a yeah that would have been and I think that real quick to expand on that a little bit or just briefly the no one if of anybody to get crap for missing free throws and quote not being clutch it's not Dame Lillard no like Paul George he sent you home last year yeah he I don't did. know if you remember that but like he sent you home and then so, Paul George talked about that after that like yeah, lucky he, shot or he something. called yeah he said he said it was a bad shot and he goes yeah. uh. It's not because Dame Lillard makes those at a high clip all the time. Like, doesn't he have like the highest percentage from thirty? Yeah, thirty-five percent from 30, 32 plus feet. Yeah, I'll take those odds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. like what people shoot normally from three, let right. alone from thirty-two. So. so those are my top moments for sure. Okay, um, as we wrap this up, um, we we will do a um, like playoff preview. Um, obviously, going through each round and going through, um, you know, like detailed in, in analysis of each game and kind of what we think is going to happen in each round. But just to kind of give everybody something to gnaw on and think about for the next couple weeks um, as we go through the playoffs. So do you want to do like Eastern, Western, and then who you think wins it all? Or do you want to just go who you think wins it all? Eastern, Western. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, all right, so you go first. And right. you've kind of already alluded to it. You don't have Milwaukee in the East. No, but I, think it's so- gonna, I honestly think it's going to be the Celtics, okay. Lakers. Celtics, Lakers? And I think Lakers take it. Oh, man. Um, I just don't see how anybody think this is what I just keep going back to. Yep. What team beats AD and LeBron four times? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have an answer because there is no answer. Like, nobody has the capacity of those two guys to beat them four games in a row. Um, yeah. Or four out of seven games. Or yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah first right. not four in a row. Four times in seven games, um, if it even gets that far. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, I'm going to—I reserve the right to change this. <laughs> <laughs> we both do. But um, I'm going to go Milwaukee. Um, I just—from <clears throat> what I've seen, I still— I'm I'm weary, weary and worried, but I, I have, I'm not wavering yet. I, I want to see first round when they play. Actually, that doesn't matter. I want to see second round when they <laughs> play because um, it's probably going to be the Heat. Um, so I want to see that. But yeah, so you don't think the Magic give them a scare? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I honestly think they may win every game by 20 points. But yes. Um, so I'm going to go Milwaukee, and gosh, I'm going to go LA. Um, I don't feel confident about it. Uh, I'm just worried. Lakers, I, right? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Okay. I'm going to go Lakers. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should know that. The, I had as the dialogue on the Clippers has been completely bad. Um, I, I think it's Lakers, but it, um, I'm gonna throw this out there. I I do believe the Rockets are scary. So you have a dark horse. Yeah, I don't even know if they're if they're a dark horse. I really do think they're 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 a legit title contender. Um, if for some reason it's Lakers like Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, I think that's wildly entertaining. Um, oh yeah, and it could go seven games two for different, sure. Two, yeah, completely whoever, different. Yeah, whoever imposes their will on it. But Lakers Bucks is my um, finals pick, and then nothing in me wants to pick the Bucks for the finals, so I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pick the Lakers. <laughs> um, everything about the Bucks and the Lakers scares me because they're virtually the same kind of constructed team. Um, how they've been built, Milwaukee's a much better shooting team, but they're constructed virtually the same. Um, the Bucks just are kind of better at what they do, but like AD and LeBron, I just can't, you can't do it. Like I've done it before. I've bet against LeBron before and I got burned in a three, one lead that I lost a lot of money on. So <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but, um, Lakers and probably in six, if I had to, you know, and I, that's an easy number to pick, but it's probably in six, maybe even Fair in enough. five, honestly. Yeah. Um, 
So there it is. Again, we'll go through an in-depth playoff analysis next week um, in, in, the, in the coming weeks. We'll talk about the matchups once they're, once they're set. Um, but we both have Lakers winning it all, and it's me, Lakers, Bucks, and then um, Joe is uh, Celtics, Lakers. Celtics, baby. Um, and uh, Brad Stevens for the win, I guess, huh? Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, we'll talk about anything else that's kind of come up. We'll give you a final standings update and talk about the playoffs. Thanks so much for joining, and uh, playoff basketball is right around the corner, man. Thanks, guys.